Toffman Show. We're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Continuing with our overreaction Tuesday slash Thursday holiday week. Schedules are fun. Uh, Linnell is here. All right, so moving forward at quarterback, I am trying to keep my options open. Everyone else is like, they should do this. You seem to be in a, uh, I have a plan category. What is your plan? I hear what you're saying, and I haven't heard your thoughts on quarterback next year yet, so we'll, we'll see where we're at with this. I do, when you say keep your options open, there's only so many options I think you can go. Option one to me is if you end up with the second pick, you, I think you make whatever you get on. And if you, it's all dependent to me, and I'm going in circles here. It's dependent on whether or not you love a quarterback in this draft. That's what I think needs to be the first thing at hand because the one thing I'll say about Caleb Williams, Drake May, and all of these prospects, it's December. By the time we get to April, these evaluations are going to be turned upside down for some of these dudes. Um, some of them have more games to play. Um, and some of there are, there's always that late riser in the process that maybe they fall in love with. So that's the first thing is falling in love with a guy. And then there's the scenario in which you don't fall in love with a guy. Then your options are really wide open because you can trade back. You can potentially take the luxury piece there at number two or three with the tackle of the wide receiver. And then you get into the free agent veteran quarterback market, which your hand is kind of already in because of your familiarity with Jacoby Brissett. You have Sam Howell coming back under contract no matter what, unless someone's crazy enough to trade for him this offseason, which is another scenario. But this is crazy hypothetical. If they don't love a quarterback and they have a coach that feels like they can work with Russell Wilson on a decent contract. No. And then not you, interested. No, it's just hypothetical. This is what the segment's for. It's overreactions. Do you, would but, you actually, are you just doing that to get a rise out of me? Or do you actually think that Russell Wilson would be, I mean, he hasn't played bad ball this year, but like, I've just heard too many stories break? about how that dude is a weirdo. I don't want him mentoring the next guy. Well, I hear you on that. And Pablo Torre did a whole that, Pablo Torre finds out episode about it. If that ends, if this ends up being the headline for the segment, I'm going to be very upset. So I hope the digital is <laughs> listening on that because I know how that could get. But no, it, it, hypothetically speaking, though, you can go the bridge quarterback route still and take one of the luxury pieces with your top five pick, or you could trade back, which I think may be the best thing to do because you need as many pieces as possible here. And you may be able to flip, flip, and end up with 11, 12, 13 picks in this Look, draft. I, you, you basically just espouted my wide array of options fall in love with a guy uh trade back or take if you like fall in love with fashanu or harrison then like by all means right that in the break that's not what you said i want you to say the thing you said in the break because that that is the spicy take well i think by the time we get to april Jaden daniels will end up being the number one quarterback prospect and not caleb williams and i'm not doing any i'm not a reporter i don't speculate but caleb williams is from this area and the circles are not as small as you may think they are. Once we get to through the pre-draft process, certain teams are going to be turned off by Caleb Williams and Caleb Williams camp and things of that nature. And from a football standpoint, and I'm just going to go to football, playing in Pac-12, not, not the best conference, I don't think he showed the ability throughout his time in college to play on schedule on a consistent basis. And he doesn't have the athleticism at the NFL level to me to play off schedule as much as a guy like Lamar does. 
and I'm saying Lamar because I think he plays off schedule more than anybody in the entire league. And he's, oh, he's the maybe best the best at it for sure. He's the best at it. Well, and Caleb's not, not that type not of in the homes category. Right. And he's not that type of athlete. So I don't know. He's going to have to be in a situation to me where he has his game refined in year one, the way Patrick Mahomes did in his first year in Kansas City, just to fine tune the things and not taking away any of the special stuff where he makes the crazy plays off schedule. I don't want him to rely on that. Because if you notice, like Patrick Mahomes doesn't rely on that, but it looked like he was on uh, a Monday at least. And that's, yeah, no, what, it that's what it looks like when you're relying on. Yeah, and he still kind of survived in that game for a little bit, but they just couldn't, yeah. they couldn't string anything together, um, yeah. even if Mahomes at times was moving it. Um, I think that's super interesting. Um, I do, I have, I don't know enough about any of these guys to anything definitive yet. Um, but me either, and I'm just with, it with Williams, know you know, with, with his dad already having a bunch of stuff out there in the press, and he just did a GQ article, and you know, there, there's definitely some like. Some of the old guys yelling at clouds about NIL, they're actually yelling about Caleb Williams. And like this guy's got some star power to him in a way that I do think some old school football people are not going to like. Yep. And the the not question, to say this group won't. Not to say this. Well, that's group the thing. Won't. Well, there's two questions then. One, is that just stupid old people being stupid old people? I'll do respect mm -hmm. to the elders. Uh and two. <laughs> Like, does this group care? And it depends on who this group is. We don't even know who this group is yet. You know, Josh yeah. Harris is one thing. Like, Magic Johnson, yeah, Magic Johnson in 1979 had star power and right. was probably doing all kinds of stuff. And Jerry Buss was the perfect was. use for that. <laughs> and it was a match made in heaven. Um, I do think that there is probably going to be someone who needs to ask the question, do, do the commanders need to draft another kid from the DMV? Like, is that hometown thing that Oops, went yeah. wrong with chase young and went wrong with Dwayne Haskins uh, before obviously Dwayne left and, and RIP, but like is the hometown complication something where that's a problem here. And like, it shouldn't you know, it be sounds, though, Craig, it because... sounds harsh and, and it, you're right. It shouldn't be, but you have to ask the, the question. I think it should be literally the opposite. You you're around the area where these kids grew up at. It's so easy for you to go really dig and do your proper homework and talk to the right people. That's why it's important who you have in your building, man. There's such things as football people in your building, and then you have connectors who do deal with the real life stuff. And I think they clearly lack that in that building. No, I think that's a great point. And that's, you know, Logan talks about the evaluation versus the scout, right? right. The evaluation is like, what does this kid look like on film? What does he play? And then like, he always uses Dewan Jones as an example, like Dewan Jones on film, first round pick Dewan Jones scout, uh oh, and that's why he dropped and like dropped right. way further than anyone thought he would. And it looks like if he can keep his head on straight in Cleveland, they got a steal. Um, because he's actually played good ball, he's played like a first rounder this year mm -hmm. out of right tackle. But like, if if you you know, you should be able to find out, but I think it's hard to project like how will a kid handle oh, his high school friends being around or his family and some of the, the complications of family. And you know, I, I don't say that in a way to be insensitive. No, it's real um, because it's it's real stuff. Um, yeah. And I hope the answer is they figure it out. And they're like, you know what? This is all hullabaloo. We don't need to be scared. Like his dad likes to talk a little bit, but he's just a supportive father um, who's out there looking out for his kid. Like we're going to take care of him and we're going to provide the football infrastructure and the right mentors and the right veterans and the right everything, the right coaching staff to, yeah. to take advantage of what is one of the best prospects on the evaluation front. 
that we've seen in a long time. And that's going based off of what I, I know what you're saying too, with like his season was not what I think a lot of people expected, but dude didn't win the Heisman the year before. There's so much good tape for Caleb Williams. And so yes. what I think Daniels is intriguing though, to get back to your original overreaction, hot take, if you will, um, that I do think some people will wind up with, cause there's always, everyone has different boards and some people yeah. like to they're like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm going to be different. I'm going to look for the things and you wind up confirmation biasing yourself into a wrong opinion or sometimes the, the right opinion. Um, but thing I, I, with Daniel's like, athleticism, like he's, he's got a chance to rise. The thing I like about Daniels too, is like, he's went through stuff in his football career. Like he transferred there. He had, was it, was that, what was it? Arizona state or, or Arizona? Yeah. And was, had had to deal with things there. Like he's played a lot of football. I, I like that about him. Yeah. I mean, Caleb transferred and all that kind of stuff too, obviously with the same coach, um, but went, went from Oklahoma out to USC and um, I don't know, man, it's, it's going to be interesting. And this is why I'm also like the idea that you have to take one of these guys, especially when it's a lottery ticket type of thing. Like I'm still not convinced that if you think Fashanu or Harrison's a hall of famer, like, Take that dude and trade. You know, you have those two early seconds. Can you trade them both back into the back end of the first, and a you know, and a future third? Get back into the back end of the first and take Penix if you like Penix. Like you just have to. It, it's hard because you gotta you, maneuver you the both, board, right? You gotta, yeah, yeah. You, it you can't. It's risky, right? The safest thing to do if you know you need to come out of the first two days with the quarterback is just take one at right. two slash three slash four wherever they wind up. Um, and that's going to be your best chance to get the best player. That's the nature of it. Um, but we've also seen two years ago's draft included Sam Howell, who's somewhere wildly fluctuating in the middle of the number two pick who stinks in Zach Wilson, all due respect, uh, and Brock Purdy, who until Monday night was a leading MVP candidate and was the last pick in the draft. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, Crap obviously – First rounders better. They, you know, it is it's a weighted crapshoot. I think that's important to remember too. The higher you pick, the better chance, and the more players you're going to have to choose from. But it is a weighted crapshoot, and at that point, you also need to let the next coach evaluate and, and Sam Howell and say like, "Hey, what that kid showed with different coaching yeah. is that something that where I feel like I can succeed and I can build my roster out in other ways." And I, I think the the hard part is then do you get stuck back in the middle? That, that to me is my biggest yeah. fear is like you build out the roster around Sam. He's good enough to be a nine, 10 win guy, but not good enough to get you over the top. But then you don't really have a chance to get the next guy. That's what I would be concerned about. And real quick, I think just based on early looks at what people are mocking and cause I haven't watched a ton of anything yet. You may be able to trade back depending on where Washington is. And if you fall in love with a guy, and I'm telling you during this process, guys are going to get skyrocketed up the board. Like a guy like Bo Nix is probably going to go in the first round. Realistically speaking, looking on needs at quarterback, you may see five or six, I think, in the first round. Yep. You may be able to double up and get a quarterback you love and attack. So like we call, dude, we call that the Houston Texans open. model. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your options open. So hundred yeah, percent do a lot. Um, you know, and by this, by the way, I, I think something else that's probably worth saying, um, as I think about the, the weighted crapshoot theory and also my like getting stuck in the middle theory, like who are the best teams in, in football right now? Chiefs, Ravens, Eagles, like what those teams did was build really, really good rosters yeah. and find their quarterback middle to late 
first round or second in the Eagles case in Jalen. So I think yeah. there is some, as much as everyone's like, oh, you've got to take a quarterback. I think there is something to building out the roster and just being a really good balanced football team and understanding that you're going to create the the ecosystem to incubate the quarterback. That you can, if you find the Mahomes, if you find the Hurts, if you find the Lamar, those guys don't always go 1-1 overall. It's easier that way, and Caleb Williams might be that guy, and he might be worth trading up for. If you wind up at two, do you try to trade up to one? Maybe, if you think you he's that him. dude. Um, yeah. But I do think it, like, the best teams in the league right now are proof that good rosters, one through 53, win you football games. You need a great quarterback to win a Super Bowl regularly, but, like, you need that roster balance, too. Um, and that's how that's how winners are built, you know? That's how, how winners are built. That's how you do uh, it. What did you got for the rest of the week? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, you get to Linnell's done talking for 20. Did we get the last of Linnell in 2023? Until New Year's Day. Alrighty then. All right. So that's how you end an interview.